0: Why does scripture talk so much about our need to die? I think we might have some answers on this Monday morning. Thank you for joining me today for this brief devotional. My hope is that your heart will both be encouraged and challenged. Good Monday morning. You know, over and over throughout scripture, we God Jesus both talk about our need to die, to be fully surrendered. but why is that so important? Over the last few months I've been doing a, a deep dive in the book of John and it's so rich with revelations of Jesus and who he is and So if you're wanting to know Jesus more, I just encourage you to do some digging in the book of John. He was the disciple that Jesus loved, and he just has, uh, he just gets Jesus, boy, and he wants us to get him as well. But in John 12, Jesus says this to his disciples as they are um, just kind of talking amongst themselves. And I love how Jesus kind of always goes deeper. Like they're talking up here, but Jesus knows what they're really talking about or what they're really asking. And this feels like one of those moments in scripture. And he says this to them. He says, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, It is never any more than a grain of wheat. This is a metaphor for us. As long as you and I believe that the world has something to offer us that Jesus can't, then we will never reach the potential the calling, the position, the places and spaces that God has destined for us. It's only when we truly surrender every nook and cranny of our heart that God is then able to truly live out the life through us that He desires for us and that He has destined for us to have. If we don't do it, if we don't fully surrender, then all we have is all will be. He's saying, then you're just, it's just always going to be a grain of wheat. It's just always going to be Denise trying to be the best form of Denise she can possibly be, but never being the minister of the gospel, never being the wife, never being the bonus mom, never being fully the friend. She had the potential of being when she tries to do it on but love the buds of God, because they just destroy everything. But if it is buried, that means if it is fully surrendered, fully dead to itself and to its selfish ways and its selfish wants, it sprouts and it doesn't just sprout, listen to this. So it doesn't just grow something, but what else does it do? and reproduces itself many times over. See, some of us have never been able to reproduce, and I'm not talking about in a natural form. I've never been able to do that in the natural form, but we've never been able to do it in a spiritual way because we're still back here holding on to some semblance of self that we think has value that we think may save us, that we think may be enough for us, or some piece of shame, or some piece of fear, or some piece of control. And we think it's going to offer us something that Jesus can't. And what it does is it leaves us impotent. It aborts our potential. And so we're never reproducing the things that God's inviting us to actually do with our life. But the one that is buried, that dies to itself, it doesn't just sprout and grow, it reproduces itself many times over, like oodles and scoodles, like lots and lots, like not just a little bit, a whole lot of reproducing going on up in here. I really think there's going, we're going to be seeing a lot of reproducing after Corona too, but that's just like 9-11, but that's another story. I'm not teaching that lesson today. In the same way, anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. You know, I, I taught my bonus kids... It was one of the first things I think I deposited in them when they were little, that if you hold on like this, then all you have is all you'll ever get. But if you open your hands, God can get more to you. But as I've grown and aged and matured, I've realized that what we hold on like this, even if it's our life or our relationships or our money or our stuff or our talents, then it's worse than this is all we'll get. When you hold something like this, you end up destroying what you're grasping so tightly to. So you're going to end up killing that thing that you're clutching. But it's in this place of surrender that God doesn't just get life to us, but he becomes life that can be channeled through us. What a privilege. Partner with the creator of heaven and earth in this life. But if you let go, reckless in your love, you'll have it forever. And not just forever, but listen to how it describes it. You'll have it real and you'll have it eternally. Some of us are clutching so tight to false, fake, imitation gods trying to get some temporal fix when God is offering us real and things that are eternal. And then he ends up with this. If any of you wants to serve me, then follow me. Then you'll be where I am, ready to serve at a moment's notice. Do you know what? When your life isn't your own, you're you're ready to go wherever God calls you in the moment he calls you. It's why I told the young man, that God said, come and follow me. He said, well, wait a minute, I need to go bury my father. He's like, no, let the dead bury their dead. You come and follow me. They can take care of themselves, basically. It's the same thing. God God isn't being cruel. What God is saying is that when you come and follow me and truly surrender to me, then you're ready to go like that. You're like, okay, God, where are we going? When are we going? You're listening for what he's telling you to do. You're listening for the places he's inviting to you. Then it says, the Father will honor and reward anyone who serves me. The enemy is a master at getting us to think that when we surrender, we're losing. What a lie. Surrender is where real living is actually found. And that's really good news. And absolutely worth doing on this Monday morning. If your heart was encouraged today, please know that we have many other resources available for you. You can discover all of those at reclaiminghearts.org.